Not just performative, Senator Blackburn takes on FBI and UN. Commentary. One of the criticisms you hear of Republican senators is that, in modern parlance, they're performative in other words, all talk and no action. They're performing. But it's difficult to act when you're in the minority, and sometimes talk is welcome, with action hopefully in the wings after the next election. Toward that end, Senator Marsha Blackburn has been making some useful talk more accurately doing some useful interrogating on two matters, one domestic, and one foreign with domestic ramifications. From the domestic side, on December 5 she was grilling FBI Director Christopher Wray at a Senate hearing regarding the flight logs from Jeffrey Epstein's so-called Lolita Express to Epstein's private Caribbean island known, not without irony, as Little St. James. Senator Blackburn had tried to subpoena these logs, but was apparently blocked by Senator Dick Durbin for reasons unspecified. Senator Blackburn put it this way to Mr. Ray, I want to know what awareness you have of the FBI's failure to investigate these claims. I tried to get the subpoena of the flight logs. People need to know who was on those planes and how often they were on those planes. Should these logs be made public? They've been heavily redacted. We never got to the bottom of this. They swept it under the rug, and that is wrong and you need to right the wrong. No chance of that with Christopher Ray, and Mrs. Blackburn undoubtedly knew it. This was indeed performative, but so be it. It was a good and needed performance. Mr. Ray's serial prevarications, not even faintly imaginative at this point, deserve as much public exposure as possible. The director's constant goal, it appears, is the defense of an organization that has become indefensible. If that means covering up for powerful people in government industry and entertainment engaged in pederasty and or human trafficking, again so be it. They are, after all, above the law. The powerful are those who protect the FBI and vice versa, especially when they are of the approved ideology at the proper time. One can only imagine what the internal culture of the FBI must be like to keep this two-tiered justice system operating. Which brings me to Senator Blackburn's other salutary performance questioning another organization, the United Nations. Many have found the UN to be corrupt, at least since the late, great journalist Claudia Rosette helped uncover their oil-for-food program that skimmed millions off the Iraq War. The many other areas of heavy UN criticism include its Human Rights Council staffed with dictatorial regimes, its World Health Organization's fealty to China during COVID-19 and its endless misuse of science in the climate controversy. But Senator Blackburn is focusing on a particularly timely, although it's been around a long time, questionable branch of the UN, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, that has been suspected of collaborating with, or at least covertly aiding, Islamic terror organizations literally for decades. In this case, Senator Blackburn has written a letter to U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield and UNWRA Commissioner Philippe Lazzarini demanding an investigation into whether an UNRWA employee was guarding one of the hostages kidnapped by Hamas on October 7. It is deeply concerning that, despite the prevalence of these reports, the United Nations has seemingly done nothing to investigate or prevent the siphoning of UNRWA funding by terrorists. 
And UNRWA continues to double down on its claims that each subsequent, documented report is unsubstantiated, she wrote. The Tennessee senator was referring to a report on X by Israeli journalist Almag Boker that read, uninvolved, they say, right? Well, read this story carefully. One of the abductees, held for nearly 50 days in an attic, reveals he was held by a UNRA teacher a father of 10 children. This teacher locked the victim away, barely provided food, and neglected medical needs. When UNRWA says this was unsubstantiated, one wonders if they bothered to interview the hostage. So far, no word, and I doubt we can expect one. When I wrote above that this foreign issue had domestic ramifications, I was referring to the ongoing conspiracy of weather and to what extent the United States should continue to fund the United Nations. As of now, the United States pays 22% of the budget and is assessed 27% of the peacekeeping budget. That was capped at 25% by Congress in 1993. I have long advocated against funding or, at least, a serious diminishment. Years ago, I made a video for the now-defunct PJTV called the Trump UN in which I advocated that none other than Donald Trump should take over the UN complex in Manhattan. The Secretariat building would be turned into a posh home with an East River view for retired dictators as motivation for them to step down. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to view it this video has disappeared from the internet. But who knows? Perhaps it will reappear in something closer to a real-life version next November. We shall see then the level of UN funding. Meanwhile, Senator Blackburn should keep on performing. And speaking of performances, Representative Elise Stefanik has been deservedly receiving high praise for her evisceration of the woke stuffed blouses currently helming Harvard, MIT, and UPenn. Right on, sister.